Millhaven just saying, except Millhaven ain't saying. He's on vacation. Now, we set this up last week or so. I knew he was on vacation. He is summering in the Hamptons. Oh, you know, he's a New York boy, so, you know, he's summering in the Hamptons. And we set this up. I said, well, yeah, sure, you can still be a part of this. You can still, we can still do the podcast, you know, because, you know, he normally he's in St. Louis. I'm in Omaha. We have a, you know, we do it through Zoom and everything. I said, yeah, we can still do the podcast. And so I contacted him, you know, to say, okay, what day do you want to do this? And it's like, oh, I, I think you'll have to do it without me this week. Yeah, because he's summering in the Hamptons. Oh, laddie freaking da. So, uh, <laughs> so anyway, so this is going to be a, uh, a little bit different. Becca and Millhaven just saying, be like, you know, Simon and Garfunkel without uh, Garfunkel or Sisla uh, uh, and Ebert without Ebert or Ben and Jerry without uh, the Jerry. So, yeah, so that's. That's what we got going on here today. A lot to talk about, though, and thank you for joining us with this podcast. I, I do hope that you will uh, subscribe and like and spread the word all you can to do this. I mean, the uh, the podcast is growing, and, uh, you know, it's been a lot of fun to do. Something a little bit different. Uh, you know, McGraw and I, both uh, two longtime friends, two uh, longtime radio talk show hosts, him currently on KTRS in St. Louis. I'm doing a TV commentary on Fox 42, KPTM in Omaha. And uh, you can hear his stuff at KTRS.com. And you can see my stuff at Fox42KPTM.com. So, yeah, we're available there as well. But anyway, so, you know, it's been fun doing this. And uh, we try to make, you know, talk a little bit about current events, talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the, um, uh, you know, stuff that's uh, maybe not all that important. You know, the the pop culture events of the uh, of the week and stuff like that. And McGraw's maybe more into the pop culture stuff and that sort of stuff than than I am. Uh, I I am I, I'll admit I am just I am just glued to the set when it comes to these January sixth hearings. For me, it's just I don't know. And the more and more that you see about you know what Donald Trump's involvement was and what went down that. People that believe the big lie he was telling as they went and stormed the Capitol and you just see what's going on. Just more and more, it's like obvious that, uh, you know, that he was involved in this. But having said that, I'm also a little bit, um, uh, that's the word I'm looking for. I'm a little bit perplexed, uh, conf- conflicted, I think is the better word. I'm a little bit conflicted about what I think should be done about the January 6th hearing. Uh, after, after you know, the Department of Justice gets all the evidence and that, I'm a little bit conflicted about whether or not Donald Trump should be punished, if he should be uh, prosecuted. I do think, I do think that anybody around the former president that committed a crime needs to be, have the book thrown at him. I think anybody around, you know, if it's Rudy Giuliani, if it's Paul Manafort, if it's whoever these people might be that, uh, you know, committed a crime, I think that whoever that may be, if there's uh, evidence that they committed crimes, you know, throw the book at them. Lock up. Lock up the the folks that are doing the, you know, that were all around Trump to maybe try to... um, uh, try to give people second thoughts and give them a little bit of pause before uh, they get, get involved in something like that again. But then I wonder if they prosecute Donald Trump, does that does that divide the country even more than it is right now? Does that make things even worse in this country than they are right now as far as the political tension in this country? Or, 
Or do we send a message that says that any president can get away with whatever the hell they want because they're not going to be prosecuted? Uh, and I know this discussion went on during the Nixon years when Gerald Ford pardoned Richard Nixon. And the idea there being that it was just best to just put our big national nightmare over and uh, put it to rest and move on. But I don't know that we can do that with Donald Trump. I was talking with a friend uh, this morning, actually, about it. And he said that, he said, yeah, Tom, you have a point about, you know, the division that it would cause. But on the other hand, unless he's convicted of a federal crime like this, he could run again and do even worse things. Yeah, I don't know. So what do you think? You can let me know. You can let me know. Send me an email. Uh, contact at Becca and Millhaven, just saying. Contact at Becca and Millhaven, just saying. That's B E C K A. A-N-D-M-I-L-H-A-V-E-N.com. Oh, that's it. That's it. It's contact at BeccaEdMillHaven.com. That's the actual email address. The just saying is just something we added on, which was the dumbest thing in the world. We didn't do any market research beforehand. We just thought, ah, just saying. Kind of, you know, sounds a little folksy, kind of, you know, not too intense, kind of, you know, kind of nice, conversational. And then uh, got online after we already registered all this stuff and put our first one to bed. I got online and realized that we weren't as clever and witty as we thought we were because there are like 832 gazillion just saying podcasts out there. So, uh, yeah, so it's uh, rather pathetic. So uh, just focus on the Becca and Millhaven part and uh, we'll, we'll do that. Uh, what else is in the news here this past week? Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I'm, I'm focusing on the January 6th thing. Um, if uh, if you're uh, listening from Nebraska, had a big uh, shake-up in the Republican Party here, but uh, I've been talking about that on uh, my podcast, been talking about that on Fox 42 and everything, and, you know, if you follow me on Facebook, you know my comments on that. Um, uh, there's a few other things. What else did I want to Oh, I know it. The whole Twitter thing. The whole Elon Musk Twitter thing. First of all, can we all agree on one thing? Can we all agree on this? That Elon Musk is somewhere on the spectrum. That is not a slam. That is not a slam on the people that have autism. It's not, a, it's not, I'm not, no, I, there is nothing pejorative about me saying that. Can we all just agree that somewhere he's on the spectrum? Because he just, yeah, the way that he behaves. Um, oh, speaking about not wanting to insult people, remind me in a second. I got something I want to say about that because I have to maybe sort of clarify something that was said last week's podcast. But anyway, I think the whole Elon Musk Twitter thing is pretty interesting because it appears, and more details have to to come out and do a little bit more digging, but it almost looks like that the whole buying Twitter thing was a front so that he could unload shares of Tesla without people getting too suspicious. That seems very plausible to me. Just think about it. We're dealing with Elon Musk, who we all pretty much have decided is somewhat on the spectrum. This is a guy that can put people into space. He can he can fly civilians into space, right? This is a guy that can do that sort of right. He, this man has made a fortune with his automobiles and everything. So this man is not a dumb man. He is not a stupid man. You're going to tell me that he couldn't figure out the whole bot thing? How many bots t- uh, Twitter really had? How many active users Twitter really had? He couldn't figure this out? Yeah. 
I know you're saying you know, he, he couldn't have fixed the problem. Uh, yeah, but he's saying that uh, Twitter's not been all that forthcoming with the uh, evidence and with the the information that he needs, and so he wants to back out. Yeah, we'll see how this all plays out. When I was working for, at the time it was called Clear Channel Radio, uh, when I was working for Clear Channel, um, they had uh, a private equity firm, Was uh, they, they, they were a public held, publicly held company, but a private equity firm um, was going to buy into them. And then, I forget all the details on this, but I think it was like 2008, and that's when, you know, the market all sort of tanked and didn't know where things were going. And then, of course, on, uh, uh, the, uh, uh, on the broadcast side, you had the uh, podcasts all starting to take hold and uh, Facebook and Internet and everything. And so all of a sudden, all these radio stations didn't seem to be quite uh, favorable of an investment. And so the private equity firm, uh, as I recall, the private equity firm that tried to uh, buy Clear Channel wanted to get out. But the courts ruled, nope, sorry, you can't do that. And uh, they wound up uh, owning what is now known as iHeart Radio. Uh, that's uh, how it all worked out to the best of my recollection, which makes me think that uh, going off of that information, that Elon Musk is going to be uh, held to going along with buying Twitter. So I don't know that he's out of it just yet. We'll, we'll see. We'll, it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. But like I said, I had a, um, I had to go and uh, maybe uh, clarify something that was said in last week's Beck and Milhaven just saying. Last week, last week we were talking about the whole gender pronoun thing, and McGraw and I were talking about this and talking about how yeah, you know it was sort of weird because I had I was at a uh, a movie theater. Last week, I went and saw the Elvis movie, which, by the way, is just a great movie. Uh, yeah, go see Elvis. I, I really enjoyed the movie. And I saw it at a movie theater that tends to show um, the, uh, you know, the, the, the more art films, right? If there's going to be a foreign film that's showing in town, it's going to be showing at this theater. If there's going to be subtitles, it'll be at this theater. Uh, and, and it's a great theater. I'm, I'm, it's, uh, I'm a member of the, of the theater. I mean, it's, uh, so no disrespect to the theater whatsoever. I, I like the movies that they show. But when I went to the men's room, there was a bowl of tampons in the men's room. And to which we, McGraw and I were talking about, the only thing I could figure out is that that would be for, uh, you know, a, uh, a person that now identifies as a male but has not had the, the surgery yet, has not gone through the treatment yet. But, you know, if she identifies, well, I don't know. Messing up with the pronouns. I but if this person if this person identifies as a male but needs a tampon, they had tampons for the person in this restroom. So I talked about that a little bit. And I just talked about how you know, as a guy that's in his sixties, you know, this is all sort of new territory for me and all that sort of stuff. And and uh, you know, like I said, I understand you know the person that identifies as a he or identifies as a she, but I didn't have I had a tough time identifying. Uh, somebody that identifies as a they or them. I didn't quite understand that. And to be honest with you, I still don't quite understand that. But I meant no disrespect. And evidently, and I, I evidently, we upset some people that um, are dealing with folks in their life that they love who are, you know, transgender. And somewhere, I guess, we made the comment where instead of they and them, 
we said it. One of us said it. it was either me or McGraw. And I, I, I want to blame McGraw since he's not here. Uh, but actually, I think it was McGraw. I didn't go back to listen to it. But I got some email from people that were a little bit upset with that. It meant no disrespect. But I'm just being very honest. Both McGraw and I being both very honest about just trying to say, look, we're trying to understand some of this stuff. Because, yeah, I'm not saying there weren't, you know, when, when uh, I was a kid growing up, there was uh, Renee Richardson, I believe was her name. Uh, Renee Richardson, who was a transgender person. Uh, she was a transgender tennis player, as I recall. Because all I remember, I remember the adults making jokes about Renee Richardson's balls. But I think, so that's why I think she was a, a tennis player. And again, I, don't, I mean, no disrespect to anybody. Don't send me any any emails. Um, but um, I remember just jokes about you know, Renee Richards' ball. So I, I think that she was a tennis player. But she was like the only uh, only thing about transgenderism that I knew as a kid growing up. And then there was a Ra Raquel Welch movie, too, I think. Didn't, and I forget the name of it. I think there was a Raquel Welch movie where uh, there were transgenders were uh, dealt with. But I'm sure, and I didn't see the movie, but I, uh, I, I don't think they were probably handled in the most... Um, uh, politically, politically correct way. Hold on a second. Let me do a quick Google search here. Uh, Raquel Welch, transgender. Uh, well, maybe not. Maybe it wasn't Raquel Welch. Um, oh, yeah, it was. Myra Breckenridge. Yeah. Yeah. Myra Breckenridge was the name of the movie. It was a notorious comedy. It was based on Gore Vidal's 1968 novel with Welch playing a transgender woman formerly known as Myron. And Myron was played by Rex Reed, the film critic Rex Reed. So there was. So there was that movie there. Yeah. Myra Breckenridge uh, was the name of the movie. But that was about it, right? I mean, and that was it. Like I said, it was a, that was based as a, as a comedy. Um, which, you know... I'm sure that if you are a person who is uh, transitioning, you may not see a lot of humor in that. I don't know. But again, no disrespect. We meant no disrespect. We're just a couple of guys trying to make some sense out of this crazy world. And uh, next week, when McGraw gets back from the Hamptons, we'll uh, find out what that's all about, what he what, uh what, what he did on his vacation, and we'll also deal with some of the other hot issues of the day with honesty, integrity, and a sense of humor. So there we go. So this is basically the uh, the abbreviated version of our uh, our podcast today because, well, there's just me. There's just me. And uh, when McGraw gets back after standing me up, by the way, I'm going on vacation in a couple of weeks. Um... I'm going to spend some time in Lake Michigan and then go back to Ohio and visit some friends there. But I'm going back on vacation a couple weeks. When I go on vacation, I still plan on being a part of the podcast. I'm not going to blow it off the way that McGraw did because, quite honestly, I'm more of a professional. I'm just saying. I'm a professional. McGraw, he's out, you know... Hanging out with the hoity-toity types in the Hamptons. He's he's summering in the Hamptons using summer as a verb. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, check me out at fox42kpdm.com for Vegas Beat. Check McGraw out on uh, ktrs.com. Mornings on ktrs.com. But but not this week because he's summering in the Hamptons. 
We'll talk to you next Thursday. Take care and uh, <laughs> bye, y'all. Huda Media Production.